Hey, welcome to our podcast. It is awesome to have you guys all in. This is the Guru's Books, Beard, and Self-Improvement Podcast. And I am joined by my very good friend, Brian, and I am Andy. How are you doing today, Brian? I'm doing good. How are you, Andy? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. This is our first episode ever, so we're really episode excited. Episode number one. Episode number one. Very exciting. Uh, we hope this will launch and take off for us. Uh, so the first thing we want to really talk about is uh, we are always going to do a quote of the day. So Brian, you have the quote of the day today. Yeah, the quote of the day today is strength can only be developed by effort and practice. That's a very, James Allen. Very strong a man statement. thinketh. Yeah. yeah. Strength can only be developed by effort and practice. And we'll get into uh, that quote a little bit more. You know, this, uh, this podcast really is about that self-improvement aspect. And every single quote that we share is probably going to be along the lines of how you can better yourself in every aspect of your life, you know. Both Andy and I are in the beard community. I have a, my own company and Andy has his own review video and, and Instagram following and YouTube videos. And so we're going to get into beards, self-improvement, and of course, books. Absolutely. It's going to be very fun. And I think we're going to have a blast. What got you into this area specifically? You're a licensed therapist, of course. And so what kind of got you into this space? And, and then also you're doing the beard stuff. So kind of what got into that. But first we'll talk about the, what got you into the therapy segment of the world? Yeah. So like you said, I am a, a licensed clinical social worker and I am in private practice. And I've been doing therapy only for three and a half years. Right. So not that long, but I've been in the world of mental health for almost a decade. And it's one of those, those situations where you're young, you're not exactly sure what you want to do with your life. You know, you just graduated high school, you're going to college for the first time and you're just trying to, to figure things out. And I actually uh, hopped around quite a bit. I was like a history major for a little bit. I was a landscape architect major, got a D minus on my first project. <laughs> it was awful. I thought it was perfect too. My handwriting was like really nice. You had to use a straight edge ruler to make this uh, really nice looking poem and quote. And <laughs> I did, I used a straight edge ruler. I turned it in. It took me six hours to do this thing, right? Like uh, awful, awful. And I got, the, I got the assignment back with the D minus grade. And they said, next time use a straight edge ruler. Anyone who has ever seen my handwriting knows my handwriting is awful. Yeah, so I, I dropped that, went to the, the history major thing. Wasn't quite there for me. And I actually ended up taking an aptitude test, right? Like taking some interesting uh, different like... Um, paths to try to figure out what it was that I want and social work kept coming up for me and so I, I jumped in yeah here I am right almost a decade later uh, that's awesome that's awesome and, and 
So then additionally, you're into, so we talk about, so this is the self-improvement side, and then we talk about the beard side. Now, what kind of got you into being a beard product owner? The beard, <laughs> the, the community uh, and bearding, you know, if you wanted to make that a verb, that was, uh, I mean, that's been going on now for, for quite a few years. And um, it was really back in 2016 that I, that I started to grow my beard out. Now, I've always had a, a beard or, you know, facial hair um, ever since I could grow a little bit of peach fuzz. And uh, 2016, though, that's when I started my, my master's program. Me and a bunch of buddies in there were like, we're going to grow our beards out. And we did. We had, uh, you know, pretty long, long beard. So I did almost a year almost a year of beard growth. It was, it was pretty, pretty cool. You know, I, I bought from the big name brand companies and uh, was spending a lot of money as a college student. I thought this is expensive. I'm going to make my own. So I started to make my own. I love that. Awesome. Yeah. And it was, it was fun. It started out just as a hobby and a, and a passion kind of just for fun. And then my good friend, Jono Huppy, uh, was was like, hey, let's turn this into a thing. And I was like, for real? And he's like, yeah. So I said, okay. High Mountain Stage was established in 2017. It's been fun. It was more of a hobby. Now I'm hoping to kick it a little bit more into gear, kind of do the private practice and the beard company. Wow, very cool. And and that's how I kind of join into the picture is how I know Brian is through that. I was actually doing a... Uh, live stream on YouTube with a person that I knew is a therapist and he was filling my comments with a lot of very wise thoughts and a lot of good therapeutic advice to some of the people that were on my stream at the time. And then I looked him up and I was like, this guy is a therapist and he's a beard product company owner. That's absolutely awesome. So we started, we have a friend, we started striked up a friendship. I think we've been on, I think you've been on my live stream two or three times now, three or four maybe. So we started texting at like two 30 in the morning. (laughs) It was late. (laughs) Which is interesting. Yeah. What are we doing up? (laughs) It's funny that way. But I think that, uh, yeah, that is really weird because I'm normally in bed at like at 10 now. So yeah. But that's what's kind of cool is I think that um, both of us have this passion for that self-improvement part of and helping other individuals. And so that's always the, I think that's the one thing that I kind of went to. So, so Andy, I want to I wanna ask you, how did you um, get into the world of self-help, right? Of self-improvement. So I have my parents to blame. Um, I was one of those kids from a divorce who thought, so when my parent, my dad, my, my uh, biological dad, um, just to separate, I always say dad, dad, but this is my biological dad, dad, father. <laughs> um, he said, hey, you know, Andy, you, uh, we really believe in therapy in our family. And, you know, you were from a divorce and kind of put me through some therapy. And then he put me in a couple of programs early on that were um, kind of a self-improvement workshop. And because I did a couple of those, um, I hit around, I, I, I think the self-improvement part happened through that group. And then I started learning about Eastern philosophies and I was always really interested in philosophy. I'd read some Kant and some Hume 
and people like that that were really influential into my life as uh, moralists and you know philosophers then I really enjoyed that but then I, I felt that I was missing something so I started really studying uh, Buddhist philosophy and then Buddhist philosophy led to me being kind of becoming more well becoming a Buddhist actually so then based off of that I felt like these there were some practical steps and wisdom that I was picking up through Buddhist philosophy that were really helping my helping my life quite a bit and establishing a different way of thinking and that really led to a lot of self-improvement goals and gains throughout the last I would say the last since I was 40. So last seven or eight years, I've really been focused on this area. And because I wanted to give back, I started doing meditation teaching, which is you're teaching meditations, not only meditation, but you're also teaching Buddhist Dharma. So Buddha Dharma is uh, the philosophy that Buddha taught. And he has, it basically goes along with the ancient wisdom. So, and I still to the, yeah, so to this day, I still am, I still, I have another, I have a book club that I run at work, um, and it's just a self-improvement book club, because um, I was very interested in giving that knowledge to others, and not being, you know, what I found early on was you can't just preach Buddhism to everybody, but you can be an example, and also get people interested in, you know, a philosophy of changing their world which is, I think, so, something that we both have that same common. Yeah, so it was more like actions speak louder than words kind of uh, approach. Right, exactly. And I think that those are the, I think I, I hit 40, that life, uh, you know, that life change happened. I was like, I wasn't happy with where I was in life. So I felt that I needed to do something different. And then because of that, I felt that I was able to change and do some things differently. And I think that because of that, I was like, Hey, I want to, I want to teach other people the same thing. Uh, wow. Very important to me to be able to benefit other people and make, you know, something meaningful out of my life as well as others. Very cool. And, and you know, I'm sure that a lot of the listeners are perhaps in kind of the same, same boat, right? Maybe they, they are where you are at. They're kind of ready for a change or maybe they're, they're already making a change or they've made a change and just want to, you know, con continue to uh, make those little adjustments of self-improvement right here and there. Absolutely. How did you get into the beard stuff? So I have, I've been growing some facial hair for some time and I hit about maybe about three or four years ago. I was, I had had facial hair for years. I always had the same goatee for like, I think it must've been like 10, 15 years. Um, then I Rock thought- the goat. Yeah, cool. exactly. I did that for like a long time. I had a mustache for a bit and then I started doing the facial hair and it was just always scruff. And, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that I didn't know what to do when it got to pass too long and it would get itchy and it would be so painful that I would just be like, I'm not doing this. So then I went down the rabbit hole that I started. Uh, one of my friends from work passed around a beard bomb and he gave it to my other friend and he was like, I said, they make this? And that's what led it, you know, and then all suddenly it was on YouTube, uh, looking at several of those big name, Dancy Bearded, Scuba, 
bearded folks. If you go to the bearded community, there's a lot of uh, YouTubers that are really kind of have set themselves up. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Very good beard advice. And I was finally able to grow it. And I, en- I enjoy it. And then I became so infatuated with it. I don't know if infatuated is the right word, but I think that's totally the right word. Yeah. Infatuated with it <laughs> to the point to where now I have something like six years of supply and have met. So, but the big thing about Incredible. it was, was yeah. But you know, what's really, I do it for one reason for my why, when I was actually trying to figure out the why that I had for doing this, it was because of the community itself and the people I was meeting, such as yourself, Brian, I have, the best friends I've ever met in my life through this groups, best male friends. You know, it's, it's absolutely amazing. The support that you get from a lot of my bearded friends. And I have you, I have several other company owners that I talk to on a daily basis, at least a weekly basis. And also I have a group of guys that uh, reviewers, YouTube influencers that I have struck up total friendship, brothership, brotherhood with. And I think that's the one thing that you get out of this, the bearded journey is a brotherhood of, you know, you can just look at some guy with a beard and you know, there's a lot of patience involved. There's a lot of maintenance involved to be able to do that. So you can, you have that connection with them that. That's, and I, that's true. That's true. You have a, uh, you know, you look at, at a person with a beard and there is kind of the stereotype, right? Like, oh, that person, you know, just as lazy, they didn't want to shave. And it is the exact opposite. The amount of time and effort. You know, I just recently chopped off like six inches of my beard. And um, I did that because I needed uh, a little bit of a break from the routine of getting the beard ready to look good. You know, saving time where you can. Now, I kind of regret that. I missed my beard. However, you know, the men out there with those glorious beards, such as yourself, Andy, there is a lot of effort, a lot of time. That is, uh, you know, one of the, the aspects of having a beard that I enjoy kind of the most. It is an actual act of self-care and self-improvement just by growing and maintaining a beard. And that's what this podcast is about. Not about growing and maintaining a beard, but about growing and maintaining a quality lifestyle. It does take time. It does take practice. And that's what that quote of the day was about, right? The strength can only be developed by effort and practice. You know, James Allen, I, I think, is a, you know, is a wise, wise man. I, mean, I don't remember exactly when, when As a Man Thinketh was, was written. I know it's been around for quite a while, though. If you think about that quote, can own strength can only be developed by effort and practice you know insert beard instead of strength a beard can only be developed by effort and practice <laughs> a skill that, any skill but that's but that's exactly right and that's the one thing that most people that want to change their life have to realize that it's a constant effort and practice that's why I, my my handle is practitioner i'm the bearded practitioner because I'm practicing, I'm not, I'm not just doing, it didn't happen yesterday. I'm practicing, you know, it's like legal, <laughs> you know, <laughs> legal. My, my grandma always said that she was an attorney and she always said, I'm practicing law because you're learning it. It's always a journey in law. It was always, it's a journey in a beard. 
it's a journey as a man and it's a journey for your mind to be able to do things like that. And it takes effort and practice to change and change your habits of mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this podcast for you, for you listeners out there, we really hope that you find it engaging and intriguing. Both Andy and I do have a pretty strong background um, to be able to provide you with information that maybe you've not heard about or to dive a little bit deeper into concepts that, that maybe you have looked into a little bit in your own time. And we're going to be using um, books written by uh, amazing people, men and women, that have really contributed a lot in the self-improvement, in the self-help areas of, uh, of life. And um, we actually are going to be starting a book club. Now, Andy, you, you, uh, you run a book club with your work. So you've got right. some experience here. A little bit. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I yeah. enjoy it. And absolutely yeah. enjoy it. We might have to watch more Oprah to figure out how to run a book club <laughs> properly then. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's only it's a, a little bit. Of yeah. <laughs> Do you know what's really cool about it is, is that, um, and, and as we go down this road, we'll definitely do have some guests and things to kind of get their opinions. It's always good. To, but I have about four or five constants that come to the book club and I gain as much from their perspective of the book as I do reading the book. And that's the reason why I'm really excited about this because both of us come from some similar backgrounds, but you know, there's always going to be a little bit of difference. I definitely come from a very strong philosophy uh, Buddhist background. And I know that you're coming from a lot of the Western philosophies and therapy and things like that. And I think that that will really be able to give us a really good set of perspectives. And hopefully, you know, we'll be able to add some people over time. And I think it's going to give us some opportunities to really share some thoughts that uh, we've learned. And I think also we're, we're not young chickens anymore. (laughs) So we have some wisdom that we've gained over the years from different things that we've done and experiences. And I think that being able to share that experience with others um, as well as some very sound therapy as well. And that was the reason why I was very drawn to Brian being part of this podcast because I can, I know a lot of the Buddha Dharma. I know a lot of philosophy, but having that real therapeutic background for you is a key because that is really uh, going to help with people who really are interested in changing and doing Absolutely. something different. And if they're not, and maybe they're already on this journey, but giving them some helpful tips to help continue, maybe you get stuck a little bit along the way. So yeah, very excited about that. Absolutely. And we're, we're going to try to um, keep this, uh, you know, each episode, uh, we're going to try to keep it short and sweet for you listeners out there. You know, you're, you're busy. There's maybe some good tunes that you want to listen to as well. Right. And so we're, we're, we're going to try to um, give you all killer, no filler type of info. Okay. And uh, each, each episode at least uh, for the moment, right? We're planning on giving you that quote of the day, something that you can think about and go a little bit more in depth on, you know, kind of ponder about in your own life. What does it mean to you? You know, we, we might spend some time um, each episode, maybe delving into who we are so that you kind of know us. And we'd love to have 
guests in the podcast. So you might be hearing from people in the community. If you are a listener and you feel like you have some, uh, a story to share, you know, send us an email, follow us on Instagram, send us a message on there, DM us. We'd love to have you on here. We're absolutely going to be doing the book club. You know, the, the, it's gurus books, Beards and self-improvement books comes first here. So we're actually going to be spending a lot of time talking about books, right? And kind of seeing what wisdom these authors have, these people that have gained wisdom through life experience, through professional experience. And um, then at the end of each podcast, we'll probably maybe have like a mini uh, lesson about some concept, either you know from Buddhist philosophy, Buddhist uh, Dharma type stuff, or maybe it's a, a clinical concept, a therapy concept, right? That we could we could assist you with. And if you have ideas that you would like to hear about, again, DM us, follow us, message us, email. You know, we'd love to hear your thoughts. So this uh, the the next part of this first episode is the uh the book portion so what is the book andy that you have chosen for us to read at the beginning of january for our first month book club so it is man's search for meaning by victor e frankel and the reason why i chose this book because i've actually read it and have done a book club but he is a quintessential read for me. Um, I think that his, his book was written uh, during a time in our history and he is Jewish and went through the Holocaust and had some, he was a therapist prior and still after, but really has some insight about human growth and human ways of thinking that I think contribute to um, helping everybody else out there. I know I got a lot out of this book and I think that there was a lot of very philosophical statements, a lot of therapeutic statements that were uh, made in these, in this book specifically that are absolutely gems, absolutely gems. And I know you've read a little bit. I'm sure, I think you've read some of it, right? I actually have not. This is, oh, okay. this is one of those books that has been, on the list, I mean, it's, um, you know, it says on the, on the cover of it, right? More than 16 million copies in print worldwide. That's a lot, you know, 16 right. million copies. I mean, this is, this is one of those classic books that really is a must read. And I am so excited to, to dive into it and, and learn more about, you know, the lessons that Victor has to teach us. It's going to be really exciting to, to go through that. And I'm, I'm pretty sure um, perhaps riveting and heart-wrenching as he dives into his experiences with the Holocaust. Absolutely. And I think that he, he afterwards was able to go on, you know, and, and do a lot of talks and uh, discussions over the years. And he wrote this book. He's read, wrote a lot of books. But this one is the quintessential, like, like base of what does humanity mean? What does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be human? Um, Cause 
you know, and we'll talk about that, but it really does. This is, he was stripped of everything. And then what does that mean? What did he have when he was stripped of everything, you know, all wealth. And he was put into a very, very tough situation with a lot of other individuals in that same boat. So he, he has a lot of insights that is absolutely amazing. So I'm looking forward to being able to share that with everyone and have you share, you know, what your perspective yeah, on it would be. It's going to be great. So we invite all of you out there listening to us to uh, go get yourself a copy of this book. If you haven't already, any uh, online place will have it. I'm sure that a local bookstore will have it too. I mean, it's, it's again, it's one of the most popular and most read books out there. And so during this holiday season, uh, it's not too late, maybe ask for a little stocking stuffer for this book. Or, you know, if you're, if you're not celebrating Christmas, some other holiday, you know, go get yourself this book, treat yourself and join us starting January 1st. We're not necessarily going to have a podcast release that day, but that's when we're planning on reading this day one of 2021 uh, man search for meaning uh, will be on the docket. And each podcast that we release in January will We'll talk a little bit about what we've been reading, what stands out, and then um, hopefully hear from you guys and, and have some of your thoughts to share too. Awesome, awesome. So we have, in order to do this podcast, we also have some SMART goals in preparations for New Year's resolutions. So we kind of want to talk about that uh, because we are really going into that season where we start making those New Year's resolution about how what we're going to do. And most people, uh, honestly, this goes even back to your quote, uh, effort and practice. So I think that this going into New Year's is about actually uh, fulfilling our New Year's resolutions. F, you know, these are how do we get that to that point to where we're not just saying blindly, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to take on the world, but how are we actually going to uh, get that to happen? And uh, I think right? that's what we're here to help with, right? <laughs> so I, I, uh, I was looking, and I think the average person puts effort and practice into reaching their new year's resolutions for about two weeks. <laughs> so that that's is a you see. lot of effort. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's two why weeks. you see gym memberships shoot up for about, <laughs> so, so this is kind of funny that uh, gym memberships and I used to, I teach I, up until the uh, issues that we're having it, you know, as we're, our country's facing right now, I used to teach a class and that was when, like, right at the new year, I had more people show up to my uh, meditations classes because they were like, I'm going to learn Buddhism now. I'm going to learn how to meditate. And everybody was looking for calmness, anxiety-free lives, and they would show up for exactly that. <laughs> Two to three weeks, you, I would have these monster classes of 30 people, and then by end of month, I may have gotten down to 10. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> and so. you know, I'm guilty of that for sure. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose, you know, like 20 pounds. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the gym every day and just have one rest day. I'm gonna read a book a month. You know, it's like a ton of goals all at once, really shooting for the moon. And, and that's kind of part of the problem, right? It's too gung ho is, 
<laughs> it's too good to be true, right? <laughs> right, right, exactly. So that's the, I think this year we're going to have, so make, what we're going to talk about is making smart goals. So, and these are goals that you can actually obtain without shooting for the moon and that aren't too unrealistic. And I think that that's uh, the one thing that we usually fail on is how realistic our goals are. You know, uh, right now I can't go to the gym. So what can I do? Um, and then making small adjustments and course corrections instead of making complete life changes in one week. <laughs> Cause that's yeah. where we usually fail. You just can't do it. It's, it's about small course corrections and you know, we, we need to, you know, think of ourselves like a ship. You make little small course corrections to get to where your destination is and not uh, huge sweeping changes that nobody could fulfill because there's no way you could possibly do it. <laughs> right. Uh, so, so the smart goals will help you stay on track. It'll kind of guide you. And, and I would recommend that when you're making smart goals, that maybe you just start with one. You know, New Year's resolutions go big or go home. You usually go home with the New Year's resolutions. That's just the that's just the science. That's the data behind it. Okay, so if we're gonna do better, you, we need to just focus on one thing at a time. Less is more in this case. If you reach the first goal, then maybe you set a second one. Right? It's a full year. You can you can do one thing at a time. And, and make a lot of progress. And so the SMART goals, the, the S stands for specific, the M stands for measurable, the A stands for achievable, R is relevant, or I always like to say rewarding. The last one, the T is time bound. So when we're talking about setting a goal, we want all those elements. We want to be specific measurable, achievable, relevant, or rewarding, and time-bound. Now, you say rewarding. Well, achieving the goal in and of itself is rewarding. Sure. Sometimes, though, along the way, you need some rewards to keep you engaged. Some goals take a little bit longer to reach, and you have to have intervals. You have to have rewards at different intervals. Specific. What do you know about specific goals, Andy? So specific goals, I would say, that are very defined, um, things that you know you've done the research, you know are fact-based, <laughs> I can do this. Um, and sometimes it does take a little bit of research and knowledge to be able to know that you can obtain that small, specific, very finite, I would say even finite would be a good word for that, is that you can, it's very specific, finite. So if I say I'm going to read more, that's not specific enough? No, and that's, it's not measurable. <laughs> Next M. <laughs> ah, yes, measurable. Yeah, so the measurable part, right? I'm going to read more. How do you measure that? Do you, how do you measure success, right? How do you measure success with that? Do you want to say I'm going to read five pages of book? That's measurable. You can say yes or no. I read five pages or I didn't, right? Or five minutes totally measurable. Do you want to say you want to read one book a month even? That adds in time bound and it is measurable because at the end of the, the month, you could say, yes, I did read a book or no, I didn't. Right. And, and that is key here. You want to be able to make it quantifiable. It can't be just vague. Right? I'm going to lose weight. How much? 
by when right, right? like let's get let's get specific and, and but that brings us to the a yeah but that also yeah. gives you to the a which is achievable so just because you think that you can lose you're not going to lose 50 pounds in a in a week just not going to do it um without being sick actually you i mean i guess you could if you but uh, i doubt you could but it's not achievable it's not something you can actually obtain and that is a huge factor into making goal settings absolutely and and so you've got measurable and achievable that help make it more specific and then it's relevant right like it's meaningful it's kind of close to home you know so if i was going to talk about my my beard company you know i could make i could make a goal for that that is measurable and achievable and it is relevant because it's it's very dear to my heart it's close to home for me it's part of my income it's part of my livelihood and taking care of my family right? so it's important to me and i think that that's is, the big huge thing there is that relevancy because you won't do something that you're not that's not relevant to you um if you don't think for instance like weight gut loss if it's not important to you, you're not going to do it. It has to have importance. I think that huge piece is there. Yes. Relevant yeah. and rewarding, which is the other piece because rewarding means that you have, you will be able to do little rewards throughout your time. Once you obtain these goals, you have to be able to reward yourself with something. Uh, even if it is, I uh, get a, you know, if your weight loss goal is there, um, I get a special meal because I did this. Um, within dietary constraint, of course, you're not going to go and eat a gallon of right. ice cream, but it's also going to be some little thing. Like I'm going to get a cookie. I'm going to, I'm going to make some cookies and I'm going to eat some, some dietary cookie that I love, you know, something, even if it's not, I mean, it could be, that's what, if you take a look at it, it could be a whole lot of different things that reward you for something that you, but it's something that you have to say that is a reward. It has to be something in your mind that sees it like that. And you have to be, you know, accountable here, right? You could say, oh, I didn't get the goal, but I'm still going to give myself this reward, right? <laughs> no, no, no cheating, right? Yeah. Like have, have some boundaries, you know, have some discipline and, and say, I only get this if I reach the goal. Absolutely. You know which what? is wonderful, which is wonderful, right? Absolutely. Now, the last one, that time bound, right? We kind of mentioned it already, but it's really sticking uh, a deadline to this, right? And each goal, you're probably going to have little miniature goals leading up to it, depending on the length of time, right? So each step is a miniature goal that is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. So if I want to have high mountain sage, let's say increase sales by like 20, 30%, that's great. That's uh, that is measurable. I think it is achievable. It's definitely relevant. Time bound though, not quite yet, right? So maybe I want to say I want to I want to have that increase within a year. Now it's time bound, and then I could even break it down further with the objectives and say each quarter, you know, let's let's say there's like a, a five or ten percent increase. All right. So if you're if you're catching on here. Dear listeners, oh, I hope you don't get mad at me for calling you dear. <laughs> my my bearded brethren, or not bearded brethren, perhaps uh, just the, the casual listener. I hope you're getting the idea, though, that if you want to reach your goals, you've got to put in the effort. 
you've got to put in the practice and you've got to use these strategies and put them into, into place. You're just going to be more likely to reach the goal. It doesn't guarantee it, but the chances are much higher. Then you have the accountability piece, which is where we come in. Yeah, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here to uh, help motivate and keep you on path. If you've got questions, you know, we're definitely always a uh, DM or email away. So we'll share that information as well. I think the time bound really does help out the mo. It helps out quite a bit with a lot of the, because uh, you can't just have unlimited time to get stuff done, but it still has to be something that is measurable and you can achieve. So it has to be the A again, you know, it has to be achievable. So that's why time is there, but make sure that the A is also accompanied to it's, it's achievable. Um, it's those checks are, and balances. Absolutely. So that's, what's really great about this. Um, the smart being the way that it is. I've, uh, I really enjoy the fact that this is actually goals that you can set for almost everything. And I think that they're with effort and practice, <laughs> you can definitely achieve these. And I think that you'll get success. And then the, the good thing about success is, is the more successes you have in these ways, you'll feel better about yourself. Uh, you'll realize that you can do things. And that's what we're here to help cheerlead and say, you know, yes, exactly. You can do this. Uh, you can change small things about yourself or big things about yourself, but you have to do it within a format that's going to be helpful. And we're here to help format that for you and, and give you those keys. So for uh, the next podcast, you know, between now and then, we invite you to think of a New Year's resolution that you could put into practice beginning of the year using this SMART goal approach. I am going to be coming up with some ideas and, you know, we can, uh, you and me, Andy, can, can talk about what the goals are, you know, maybe for this podcast, maybe for just our personal lives or professional lives. Absolutely. And kind of share with you our own journey. And again, we do want to hear from you. Your name might appear in the podcast if you shoot us a message or something like that. <laughs> so um, next time on Gurus, Books, Beards, and Self-Improvement, it'll be New Year's resolutions and follow up on SMART goals. Thank you Absolutely. for listening and beard on. Have a good night. Or whatever it is that you say. <laughs> <laughs> Stay bearded.